Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott with you today. On Oilers Now, got to tell you about Royal Pizza. It's pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years now for menus and list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We are pleased to be joined on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. And Kurt, uh, a little bit of a rut that your team has been stuck in the last, uh, you know, a couple of games. You're getting some points in overtime and shootouts, uh, but overall not quite mimicking the play from the start of the season, so how do you summarize the last six games for your group? Yeah, you know, I think we knew coming into it it was going to be a difficult month, November uh, with us having 14 games. It's, uh, you know, usually you don't see over 12 in a month in junior hockey, so it's definitely a busy month for our guys, and uh, that's going to continue here with us going on the BC swing, but I get an opportunity for our guys to maybe get on the road, do a little bit of team building, and uh, you know, get things back on track. But I guess from the standpoint of how the guys have been playing, I mean, a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde last night where we had a terrible start to the game, and then the second half we really took the game over. And, uh, and I guess when you uh, put yourself in a shootout situation, you never know, you're pretty much flipping a coin at that point sometimes. Still leading the uh, Central Division here, tied with Lethbridge for the lead of that, but atop with a couple of games in hand there. Um, so just... The test of the defensive depth here that has been put on you guys, and I'll I'll preface this by saying Jackson Alexander uh, leaves the game injured uh, last week, I believe. Connor McDonald now stepping away from the team. This is where you, Kurt, as the general manager, really start to earn your money, am I right? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's a good opportunity for sure to see where the depth is and to see where our young guys are. At the, the end of the day, it uh, gives guys opportunity, like Slaney and uh, Dohaniak lost, and those guys get opportunity to play bigger minutes. And, uh, yeah, an opportunity for a player to get back in the league with us picking up Schofler, and he... Uh, he scores a big goal for us last uh, last night to tie it back up at four. And, you know, sometimes when, when players go down to junior A and they come back up, they get a second chance to kind of resurrect their career. And uh, he's had a good, nice little start for us here in his two games he's played. Is there any sort of a timeline established for Alexander's return at the very least? Uh, it's still to be determined. He's still, he's, uh, you know, doing some light activity right now, but to be determined and, uh, 
you know, it's been a, it's been tough for him. I think since he's been an oil king with the injury last year, and then it just seems like we can't get him on, into a groove here. But uh, no, optimistic that he'll be back here at some point. And not the only injury you're dealing with, Kurt. Uh, you had to call up Colby Knight in goal as Sebastian Casa was day to day. Is there any update on the status there either? Yeah, no, Costa's all good here. So uh, Knight's gone back to Midget and Costa's on the trip. The guys left Prince George here this morning and he's on the bus. So I'd expect to see him uh, him ready to go here so, at any point. Sorry, Kerry. We, we mentioned that you guys had set yourself up really well here in the standings just with such a great start out of the gate. Um, you know, and it's important, I think, for a group, as we're seeing with the Oilers right now, to, to build that little bit of a buffer for when something like this 1-4-2 uh, and two stretch uh, takes place. Now, uh, what are you forecasting on this road trip? You mentioned it's a good time for, for some team building, but it's also going to be a tough stretch of games, especially when you get going through a place like Kamloops, and Kelowna's never an easy one. Uh, uh, what are you looking to see out of your group here in the next five? Yeah, well, I think it's really important to start. Obviously, we play up in uh, play up in PG tomorrow, and uh, their team has been struggling, but they're they're strong points in, that, in their defensive game. So, you know, they're not they they work extremely hard. So, it's going to be important for us to, you know, get in there tonight, get a good sleep, and get ready for that one tomorrow. But uh, you know, over the course of the trip, it's just continuing to build. I mean, it just seemed like in early November, maybe we won a few games. We, you know, that could have went the other way, and then now uh, we've uh, lost a few that we felt like we played pretty good and probably could have won with the exception of a few bounces here and there. So um, I think it's just sticking with it, guys being consistent. Again, it's, uh, you know, a lot of those defensemen that are getting to play more minutes now are getting more getting more acclimatized to playing those minutes, playing in different situations than they, they had been earlier in the season. So I think as a group, um, again, it's, it's about that group bonding and it's about the group coming together and, and uh, finding a way to get back on top and back winning games in third periods. Chatting with the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, it's Kurt Hill. Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. And Kurt, this is the second major road trip already of this early season. You went out east once before. Now you get, uh, I think it's 10 days total on the road. Correct me if I'm wrong, out in BC there. But is the second one easier than the first, or is it just kind of situational in your experience with these kinds of things? I know they're all likely very character-building setups, but... Yeah, I know for sure. I think... uh... This one very similar setup, actually same amount of days. We have a couple games, a couple days off in the in between games twice. So I think it gives our guys good opportunity to get good rest and uh, and uh, be ready each and every night. So that's one of the key things. And anytime you're going on the road for you know a, a period of time, you hope that the weather is going to cooperate. So hopefully, um, us going out uh, west at this time of year, hopefully we we don't run into any issues in the mountains with uh, any snow up in the passes and that. Uh, that's one of the biggest things, though, and I know these long road trips, sometimes going out east, I thought we got that one out of the way early and missed all the weather, and it was pretty smooth sailing, so hopefully we could do the same out west, and uh, the guys can obviously get back on track here. The major difference to me, Kurt, between those two road trips being that you're about to play a string of games against teams that you're only seeing once or, or I guess, twice a year in total. Um, is it more taxing on the coaching staff to, and and maybe even someone in your position to get the guys ready for teams that they're not going to have some such a detailed scouting report on as opposed to a red deer or a medicine hat, for example. 
Yeah, you know, they're interesting games. I always find that even, you know, even when teams come into, or even the U.S. teams coming into Edmonton this year, it's always, it seems like that first period is always like really a, a feeling out process for both teams where they're kind of like, nobody wants to throw the first punch. Everyone's kind of just moving the puck and playing a little bit safe. But, um, you know, it gives an opportunity for us as a group here to prepare them and, you know, make sure we're coming out strong with good starts. I thought our, our starts as of late have been great. We've been spotting teams' goals and, you know, trying to play from behind. Like last night, fortunately, we're able to come back and get a point. But, you know, we got to definitely focus on our starts on this road trip and to make sure the first 10 minutes of those rinks were, you know, we're ready to go and, and giving ourselves a chance and not spotting teams two or three to start the game. I'll give you one more here, Kurt. Uh, Josh Williams representing the WHL at the CIBC Canada-Russia Series. Uh, did, did he get into any game action? And if so, what do you think? Yeah, no, he played. He played in both of the games. And he didn't play a ton, but he, he definitely played in the games. And uh, you know, I thought they really, uh, really rode their rode the guys that probably have a, a legitimate chance of making the World Junior Team, which is fair. I know it's an evaluation for them to see how their guys match up against the Russians. So I thought um, from what he when he did get to play, he was, he played well in the games, and um, you know, a great opportunity for him to represent that and bring some of that experience as a as a high profile player back to back to our dressing room. All right, Kurt, I wish you guys safe travels and good luck on this upcoming trip. No, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. That is the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill. It's always interesting, and it's just funny right now that the two teams, the Oilers and the Oil Kings, have been mirroring each other schedule-wise and both uh, topping their respective divisions, but both also settling into their own here a little bit as the season uh, chugs along. You know, you're not going to win every night. It's great when you're coming out of the gate 5-0, and or for the Oil Kings, maybe even more so than that uh, on, the, on the great start that they had. I want to say they went about nine or ten games without a regulation loss it was impressive they got a great group there but things happen we talked about the depth of the oil kings taking a bit of a hit alexander leaves the game uh i believe on a stretcher a couple of weeks ago so there there really might not be um you know a hope for him to return anytime soon and then connor mcdonald stepping away uh for a for a personal matter and that is an absolute wild card as to if they get him back let alone when so you look at uh, what else you've got around and and this has got check time for some of the younger players on that team this is where you really need a dylan gunther or a jake neighbors to be what you need them to be in my opinion so there you have it it starts in prince george tomorrow night they're in victoria and uh, vancouver on friday and saturday and then the BC interior trip next week takes them through Kelowna and Kamloops on Tuesday and Wednesday before they come back home uh, for a Saturday afternoon game. So they will be playing the Calgary Hitmen just a couple hours before the Edmonton Oilers welcome in the Vancouver Canucks for the uh, late game on Hockey Night in Canada when they come back from their road trip as well. When we come back from a quick pause here on Oilers now, uh, I'll address uh, Ron McLean's comments on, on Hockey Night in Canada just with respect to the whole Don Cherry incident. I think it's something that should at least be talked about. Uh, and we will also get to a couple of your texts here at 780-496-00. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 063. Yes, that is the new text line number here at 630. Chad, it's Brendan Escott with you back to wrap up the show after this. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630. Chad. Forty-six in Edmonton. It is Brendan Escott here with you on Oilers Now. We have heard from John Shannon, 6.30 Chad's Reed Wilkins, and now the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill. But there was something that happened uh, over the weekend that I just wanted to quickly touch on um, while I have the forum to do so. And that is uh, Ron McLean responding to Don Cherry in the incident uh, of a couple weeks back now that took place. It's obviously been very divisive wherever you stand on it. Um, you know, to me is, is kind of not the point of what I'm about to say. But uh, for those of you that's saying Ron McLean is a, is a coward for how he handled everything, it's it, to me is not necessarily the right way of looking at it. And I think his response really indicated that more than anything. So I put the tweet out after he went on there and they basically just gave him, rather than doing Coach's Corner, they gave him a, an opportunity on Saturday night to to directly address us as the viewer and to directly address Don Cherry and what had happened between them and that relationship. And it was a very candid uh, display by McLean to just say, look, here, here's why I responded the way that I did. I took some time to think about it after it had been on air and just didn't it didn't sit right with me. So in in order to speak up for what Ron McLean believed in, Ron McLean had to speak out against Don Cherry and what had happened there. And and uh, Don obviously took that personally and, and the response thereafter to McLean's apology. But again, I think McLean's rebuttal to me further cemented that this guy is the absolute consummate professional. Whether you agree or disagree with how it was handled is is, again, I don't think that's the point. But the fact that he was as composed as he was, direct, transparent, and forthcoming. There's a different responsibility that broadcasters have with the forum that we have in order to, you know, influence the people that we have access to influence, especially in a position of somebody like Don Cherry, who for all intents and purposes is, is really one of the most highly regarded people in, in the eyes of many hockey fans. And watching how torn apart the two sides of even one argument have been in this country was really surprising. So I, I'm not going to issue where I stand because I'm not paid to, to really have my opinion known, uh, and it doesn't matter anyway. But I, I just really wanted to point out that I thought how Ron McLean handled things on Saturday night in that rebuttal, admitting his wrongdoing, explaining why he then spoke out and why he felt the need to do that was was very important for him to have an opportunity to do. And I have a lot of respect for not only the company for allowing him the opportunity to do that, but for him and how he handled it so to those of you texting me right now calling me an idiot and saying that uh you disagree and ron was blasphemous and should have stood by his side 
Everybody's allowed their own opinion on this topic. A couple different text messages have rolled across here at 780-496-0063. And you can feel to uh, feel free to let me know your stance on uh, on all that because I'd like to put a bow on it after this, but there was still some news this weekend about the cherry comments, etc. All right, so... Coach Mike says that Marc-Andre Fleury won't be able to start 70 times this season. You're absolutely right. He is an aging goaltender who has meant everything to that franchise to this point down in Vegas. And when I say everything, I certainly only mean on the ice because I think we all have a lot of respect for what they've done in every other aspect. But you're right. So that'll be the third game for this Oilers on the upcoming five-game road trip. And they're going to be in tough. The Oilers are three spots ahead of the Golden Knights in the standings. But that's the one I'm circling right now and saying, okay, if you can come away with a win on Hockey Night in Canada in Vegas, I think you're probably in pretty good shape. I think that's a nice feather in your cap out of this road trip. If everything else absolutely fails, which I don't anticipate it will, the Vegas game is going to be important. Now, whether it's Flurry or Malcolm Subban between the pipes for that, I suppose we'll find out that uh, on Saturday. But Two jobs to take care of first. Another tough one against San Jose. And I don't know what it is. I think that sometimes, and you saw with Anaheim and Calgary over the last couple of years, sometimes a team just has a team's number. Would you go so far as to say that San Jose has had Edmonton's number a little bit? I'll leave that up to you. But yes, that is the first one. Scrolling up here, it's 780-496-0063. Another great surprise has been Neil currently sitting top 10 in goal scoring. It's got a sting for Flames fans. Well, I think the Flames fans right now have a lot bigger fish to fry than just that. But you know what? I think the most successful teams will focus on their own stuff. Flames fans can focus on what Flames fans want. But we saw the tweet go out earlier today as to the narrative on their talk radio stations this morning. And it's very interesting how contrasting things seem to be just a little bit to the south of the province. Though there is no spot for a pedestal when Oilers fans have endured what they've endured in the last decade and a half. Enjoy the ride while you're on it right now. The Pacific Division leading Edmonton Oilers. 29 points. Arizona hot on their heels. Is that sustainable? Serious tip of the cap to Rick Tockett and what he's been able to do down in the desert in an uninspired, an uninspired hockey market in Arizona, you might say. But he's got him playing, and sometimes that's all that matters. Uh, Topher says that Ron is a Judas. Uh, another texture at Edmonton. Says Teflon Ron slides again. So to those textures, I say, is it just because it's been Ron and Don for the last 30 years that he should have, despite his own personal opinion, just sided with Don, knowing full well the ramifications of, of what Don had said? And to me, silence in McLean's case in this incident probably would have been him being guilty by association. I don't know. It's very, very layered. We can say that much for sure. But I ask you that. To those of you who are frustrated with Ron McLean, is it simply because he didn't stand by? Times have changed since 1997 to text, to the, address the texture. And I think that a couple other other the stations that had responded to that incident and had their analysis on, on the incident put it perfectly. And that is what Don said in 2019 versus what Don said in 1989. You're dealing in two very different political climates. I don't think you can argue me on that. So, 
Anyway, to each their own on that one. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It is brought to you by New West Travel. They've got a great trip coming up to Chicago. You get tours of Soldier Field. You can see them play at the United Center. We've heard so many things about how incredible the atmosphere there is. Arguably the best one in the American hockey circuit. And by that, I mean just the U.S. teams, of course. But think about that. You can go there with New West Travel. Give them a call or go online at newwesttravel.com. You know what I did here? I posted this day in Oilers history, the updated one, on our website, and I didn't put it in the script. I didn't put it in the script, but I can tell you based on memory that back in 2006, Rafi Torres put up two points and then carried the Oilers to a shootout victory. It was a seven-round shootout at Rexall against the Detroit Red Wings, which, of course, at that time was a rematch of the first round of the previous year's playoffs against a tough Ken Holland-led Detroit Red Wings squad back in 2006. Well, we made it again. We uh, we got through the Monday edition, didn't we? Ahead of the Oilers embarking on this road trip, Bob will be back again to host tomorrow, and we'll get a full preview of the Oilers and Sharks from the Shark Take at San Jose. Again, I look at this and say, why are you playing in the same building a week apart on the road? I don't know. Just kind of a weird outlier. The power play is clicking. The defense, well, they might be getting a boost in the way of Adam Larson. So then what happens? Well, Joel Parrison's getting some more seasoning in the minors. Is Caleb Jones here to stay has been the big question on my mind. Regardless of what uh, what John Shannon had alluded to earlier, I, I still firmly believe that Ethan Bear is now a top four defenseman on this team. Can he keep this going if he can? Absolutely he is. How does that play out on this road trip? Does your number one ranked power play come back still ranked number one? A lot of questions to be answered. For all the questions on this team, surrounding this team right now, I think we're going to see this be a pretty pivotal uh, sort of check mark in the season as they head out to play San Jose, Los Angeles, Vegas, Arizona, and then Colorado. Bob will be here to tr- preview it tomorrow. I'm back in on Wednesday uh, in the host chair, and then we'll move forward from there. Reed Wilkins on Inside Sports tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. here on 6.30 Ched. You'll get another code word for 6.30 Ched's Join the Team Contest, which is brought to you by Japanese Village and offers you the opportunity to win an experience in the team photo. Hobnob a little bit with the Oilers brass. What does that mean? Well, it means VIP treatment and Oilers game lunch with Oilers hockey management. You get to attend a practice as well. Listen to the keyword. It'll come up again today at 420 on 630 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye and 620 with Reed Wilkins. We got Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector in for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta tomorrow. Horse Racing Alberta brings you live standard bread racing every Friday and Saturday night at the Century Mile. Post time at 7.15. Always a pleasure chatting with you. I'll be back on the other side of the glass tomorrow. Right now, we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.